This is The Ghost Light, the weekly interview podcast that shines the spotlight on theater professionals that don't see it as often as the stars. At 21, I was a young performance artist and around I'd run with art school dudes and we would spend our day Hello everyone, thank you for listening to the 13th episode of The Ghost Light. We recently passed 2k downloads, and I know that seems maybe low, maybe that seems high to you, I'm not sure, but I think that's a significant accomplishment, and that is all thanks to you guys. Like I said before, I don't really have a marketing budget for the show, so that's all really you telling your friends and you know just keeping people in the loop about the show, and I really do appreciate that. A quick call to action this week. If you could tell one person about this show this week, maybe somebody that likes interview podcasts or somebody that likes theater and doesn't know what a podcast is, if you could just tell them about the show and tell them how to download it, that would mean so much to me. And also just ask them to subscribe. The amount of subscriptions really boost podcasts and whatever rating services or podcast listening apps people are using so that's really the thing that's going to get us visibility i've got some great interviews in the pipeline some very interesting perspectives on the theater that i can't wait to share with you and those will be coming out in the coming weeks in line with all that if you have the time and you've been listening and you've been enjoying the show you're already subscribed you can also leave a rating and review on most services Apple Podcasts is one of the better ones to leave them on just because so many people use it. It's going to help the visibility of the podcast. So if you have some time, that would be greatly appreciated. On this week's show, I meet with Amber Flores, who is a friend from college. She's a musical theater actress, an extremely talented person. She lives in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. She is also a real estate agent as of recently. And she has some very interesting takes on how She incorporates what she learned in school into what she does today because she really does enjoy that work. So without further ado, please enjoy this episode of The Ghost Light. Now I'm a 53 small business owner, my kids don't... Amber. Hi. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you for coming on the Ghost Light. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I'm really happy to be here in yeah. Queens. You're the second person to uh, be in the studio apartment oh, with me. I'm so honored. Everyone else has mainly been through phone or wow. Skype. Wow. But we're getting the real thing here right now. <laughs> the real deal. <laughs> the real deal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, you're in a town for a short amount of time. Yes, till with tomorrow. Your, with your new husband. Yes. And mm-hmm. uh, you decided to come out here, so that really does mean a lot to me. So thank I, you. It meant a lot to me because I got to see where y'all live. And it's really cool. Great. I like the trees. Yes. Yes. My neighborhood is very green in comparison to the rest of New York. It it really is. Yeah. Actually, I was yeah. delighted to see some birds. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> birds, squirrels. Yes. You, know, you, get the, you get nature out here. The air seems cleaner out here, so. Uh, maybe, maybe. Seems a little cleaner. It is hot today, though, so that makes it feel oh worse. Oh, my gosh. Than... <laughs> yes. I'm very sweaty all the time. Definitely. <laughs> I, I know how that feels. Trust me. Okay. All right. So. Why don't you just start me from when you got into the theater to where you are now? What did your theatrical journey look like? Hmm. Okay. Um, well, I actually didn't start theater till like really late. 
in the game, I guess. Um, I started dancing when I was three, and my mom um, has been in a band since she was 17, so I always kind of had the music side of things, and she started a singing kind of thing with my dance group that I was a part of for a very, very long time. Um, and she would kind of take girls and their voices, their like natural voices and kind of just nurture whatever natural talent they had, which was really cool to watch and be a part of. And mm -hmm. um, she would always have them over at my house. And <laughs> it was really cool, actually, now that I think about it. Um, I think it's actually contributed to some of the teaching things that I've actually gotten into. Um, but she was always telling me, you know, she was always saying that I should sing and this and that. And I actually really enjoyed it, you know, loved me some Britney. And <laughs> I think I think that was the first cassette that I ever bought. Um, cassette? Cassette. Wow. All right. Cassette. Vintage throwback. I yes, I had <laughs> a um, blue, like kind of mid-century modern blue Walkman and mm -hmm. some really awful headphones. But I would take that thing everywhere. It was really cool. Mm -hmm. And... Um, liked to sing some Britney and then eventually Kelly Clarkson. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. And my mom had a karaoke machine. And yeah, so dance at the age of three, singing around then as well. But I never really mixed them together, you know, singing and dancing. What a concept. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so uh, high school just kind of got into volleyball actually like majorly and I was also into dance as well mm -hmm. and I went to an all-girls Catholic private high school so um, our theater program was really tiny and had zero boys so the potential <laughs> for any plays you know was kind of limited yeah um, but I actually didn't get into the theater till junior year and it was actually kind of like pulling teeth for me because I had to step out of my comfort zone mm -hmm. and quit volleyball. <laughs> I had a coach that was like, stop pointing your toes when you jump. What are you doing with your life? And I was like, I can't help it. I've been dancing forever. <laughs> and eventually I had to choose between dance and volleyball. Eventually my dance club um, joined up with the theater program in a uh, version of Romeo and Juliet where we did a hip hop dance during the mask scene. Yeah. And that was fun. Like, <laughs> you know, some contemporary hip hop in there, you know, it's mm -hmm. pretty neat. It happens all the time now. Yeah. But I thought that was very strange at the time. And then after that, just kind of witnessing and being a part of the theater program, um, I was really curious. I was like, what is this actually like? Because mm -hmm. I'd really like to act at some point in my life, but I don't know when. So I had to make a choice my junior year, and I had to be like, how serious am I about dance? Is that something that I want to pursue with my career? And, or is it, do I want to go a different direction? Because, you know, they say in the theater, if you love something else, you should you know, yeah. pursue that Definitely. instead because <laughs> it'll <laughs> probably make you a little more money. But um, <laughs> I didn't. Um, I think I would have been like some kind of vet or some kind of zoologist. Mm -hmm. Maybe it'll still happen. I don't know. <laughs> plenty we'll of time see. left. <laughs> yes, plenty <laughs> of time. Mm -hmm. um, but 
I chose to quit the uh, dance um, company that I was with, since, that I had been with since I was like three, and do the school musical that year, which was Grease the Musical. Mm-hmm. And, it's a good starter. Oh, it is. It was so much fun. And um, I played Rizzo. Yeah. Yeah, great. in Greece. So I got to sing that that lovely song that she sings and um it was a whole lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And I think from then I realized it's like this combines dancing and singing and acting and mm-hmm. this is wow, this is really cool. I want to do this for the rest of my life, you know, the bug. Mm-hmm. Just kind of bites you in the butt. And then we did the whiz the next year <laughs> <laughs> which was, you know, out of yeah, um, yeah. I played Dorothy. Okay. I shouldn't have played Dorothy. You know, just I one can of those. see what I can see what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was a challenge, and I mean, we actually joined up with the all boys Catholic private high school in mm-hmm. El Paso, which is where I'm from. Um, didn't mention that. I don't think that's fine. Uh, <laughs> got it. Got it in now. <laughs> got it in. Got it in. There. Um, we them to do Greece and then again to do the Wiz and that was such a great time um, and then I think I can't remember if it was in between my junior and senior year I think it was I actually joined a local Shakespeare company that mm. was in El Paso um, run by one of the influential theater people in El Paso like one of the only ones <laughs> um, <clears throat> and he had started it. it was called Shakespeare on the Rocks and it's still going today. Cool. I, I hope they're doing well. Um, yeah. But that was cool. I got to play Viola in Twelfth Night. And then um, I got to do The Tempest and play Miranda. And that was really neat. And it was my first go at Shakespeare in an outdoor theater. Mm-hmm. So that was fun, fighting mosquitoes. And <laughs> and at an early age. And, you know, I knew nothing about technique or anything. Mm-hmm. But I just knew that I loved to do it. So then I guess I, I made the decision to pursue it and uh, <laughs> uh, was looking. I was like, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to do the big things. And <laughs> I look back at that and I'm like, what in the world was I thinking? <laughs> like, If I would have come to New York at the time that I wanted to, I would have just been eaten alive. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I'm very grateful for my time at TCU, which is where I ended up going, as you know. And Mm -hmm. that was the perfect program for me because El Paso was not a theater town and I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm very grateful that they decided to take a chance on a girl who knew nothing about theater but had just kind of raw talent. Mm -hmm. Um, And college was actually a very good thing for me, um, Mm -hmm. which not all people can say, you know, um, but I'm actually very grateful for it because it kind of got my head in the game kind of pointed me in a direction mm-hmm. um and kind of focused me a little bit more than i would have on my own because yeah. yeah i probably wouldn't have focused but yeah did plays through college um straight plays and musicals which was nice i'm very grateful for that experience and um and then now i pursue it professionally mm-hmm. and i'm also a real estate agent Okay. So, yeah. Great. And the that's s- pretty new. The story of Amber. The story of Amber. That's me. <laughs> so to go back a little bit, you said that your mom was in a band, and yeah. that was an influence on you. Mm-hmm. 
What appealed to you more about theater as opposed to maybe going into music in general, maybe just being in a band? Right. Well, that's always appealed to me. I'm yeah. not done with that dream. I kind of want to do it all, which, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm at this point in my career where I'm like trying really to hunker down and be like, where am I going? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what am I doing? You um, and everyone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's just a process. Just yeah. one of those processes. Um, I don't know. I think I think one of the things that captured me was putting it all together and using all of my skills and the challenge of using all those skills and running out of breath during a song because you're dancing and mm-hmm. and the challenge of building up your stamina and being like, I can get through that song now. Yay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the acting part of it, I think from right away, I realized how beautiful acting was because I can't be every person and I can't understand every person, but I mm-hmm. think acting gives you a platform to understand people that you might not, you know, get to in real life. So mm-hmm. you sit down with this script and you're like, I have to play this person. I have to be this person. And mm-hmm. you have to delve into who they are. And I don't know, it's just a different vulnerable mm-hmm. skill and being part of people's stories and telling stories is really what appeals to me. Okay. Although there is, there is a slight relaxation whenever I don't have to act and I can just, <laughs> you know, play a song or do that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just a completely different game. I love both of them. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, maybe you have a different take on this, but there's a perception of people who go to Catholic high schools... <laughs> Uh, as being maybe a little bit more closed off than somebody who goes to a public school. Mm-hmm. Would you say that it was a big leap for you to go to a place like college where everything is available for you as maybe opposed to being in a Catholic high school? That's a really great question, Matt. Oh, well, thank Kudos you. Kudos snaps to you. Oh, thank That's you. a really great question. <laughs> um, I was never the type to look... Or I guess all of the things that typical college experience would mm-hmm. hand to you. Is that a nice way of saying it? Yeah. Okay. Cool. I think we're. I think we we're picking <laughs> we up. We understand each other. Yeah. Okay. Um, actually, I one of the big reasons I moved away was to pursue my faith freely. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really big reason why I did it. Mm-hmm. And I think, honestly, if that was not my focus, um, yeah, I might have been a little different. Yeah. Um, being at a Catholic high school, I mean, I grew up Catholic, and that was really my world. And I think the biggest – it wasn't really a challenge. I don't know. I, I just kind of saw it as an opportunity to find out who I am mm-hmm. and, and you know – I love my parents and, and just, you know, have them be like, okay, like, go, f- go figure it out. Um, they, they offered to buy me a car to stay in El Paso. Okay. And I said. So that was a bribe. It was a bribe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you don't have to live with us. We'll get you an apartment and you can just, mm. you can, it'll get you a car and, and do that. Um, but I knew that in order to find out who I was, I needed to leave. Mm-hmm. And. So I did. Yeah. 
And luckily, I had my best friend there um, to live with me for the first year and yeah. a half. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> cool. We applied to different schools and still got to the same school. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, I I don't think the Catholic high school thing played into anything. Mm-hmm. Um, because through high school, I kind of, you know, found out a little bit of what I wanted and didn't really... Really, the the major influence there was my dance teacher at at high in high school. Cause she was the one who was like, "Why are you so scared to do this? Mm-hmm. You should just you can sing, you can act, and you can dance. You need to go and do this play, please. Mm-hmm. Just do it. Just do that with your life." And I was like, "Oh, but I don't know. I can't. You know, I can't do this." And she just kind of pushed me. So really, you know, people were the big deal in that. You know, as they always are. Yeah, people pushing you along. Right. Yeah. yeah, and and I'm the type of person who needs that. Definitely. Yeah, I, I think everyone needs support. So. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Right. I just you know sometimes you know in this business you find that you have trouble motivating yourself to do it again and again and mm-hmm. again. So that was really the major catalyst in me making sure that I left. And I love El Paso. I my whole family is back there, but in terms of career. And what I want for my life, it's mm-hmm. not, it's not there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, kind of in tandem with that, you mentioned mm-hmm. that if you had come to New York, it would have quote <laughs> unquote eaten you alive. Yes. So what was it about <clears throat> 17, 18 year old Amber that if she had come to New York, you realized looking back would have eaten her? Oh my goodness. Oh, so naive. And I mean... Parts of me are still naive, and I like it that way. Like, mm-hmm. just, you know, I like to be happy and be joyful. Mm-hmm. So I think there's a lot about life that can rob that from you. But um, I think back to one experience in college auditions, actually. <laughs> I, I read on, on their um, requirements for auditioning that... You needed to have, you know, 16 bars of a ballad and then like 32 bars of an up-tempo song. And I was like, yes, I got this. I can count. <laughs> and, uh, you know, prepared and you had to have a recording of it. Got a recording of it. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I walk into the room and I do my thing. And the guy looks at me and he's like, I'm a little frustrated. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> why are you frustrated? I'm so sorry about that. And he's like, um, you just didn't give me anything that I asked for. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, uh, <laughs> oh, dear, what did I do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it, it was one of those eye-opening moments. And I, I definitely didn't get into that school. Mm-hmm. But he's like, I asked for this and I asked for that. And you didn't give me, instead you gave me this and instead you gave me that. And I was kind of really broken down by that. Um, And I still had like three auditions to go. And I was so, I was like, what if my my MP3 player doesn't work? And like, oh no. I I just feel like if I would have come to the city, it would have been such a shock for me. I think ultimately, you know, it it would have been fine. Mm -hmm. It would have been fine. Yeah. But I liked the way that I learned, Mm -hmm. you know, without coming to New York. I think TCU is a nice, like, slow dip into the water instead of, like, splash cannonball into the Trial pool of fire, life. Right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I 
I think it's allowed me to keep some of that passion. I think I would have mm-hmm. maybe lost it. So you, you value the college experience because it gave you the tools to go out and be successful. Right. It gave me knowledge about the thing that I wanted to pursue that I knew nothing about. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some people don't need that. Yeah. They can, you know, they can leave and their hometown had theater and they were a part of it forever and it was great and mine did not. Mm-hmm. And I definitely needed some kind of launching point mm-hmm. that could prepare me and give me the, you know, life jacket yeah. <laughs> that I needed. <laughs> and it's it's just been so nice to to have that under my belt. And even if I approach something that I don't know about, I can still, I know how to learn about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I have people that I can ask. Yeah. And it's good. Resources. It's good. just good. Great. Yeah. yeah. So 95% of people in theater are not able to, that's a made up number by the way, but 95% of people in theater, it feels like, uh, are not able to work in theater exclusively. They have to find another job mm-hmm. to supplement that. Mm-hmm. You said that you've gotten into real estate. Yeah. When, when did you find real estate? Why do you like it? And why do you think that theater helps you in that work? Oh goodness. That's a great question. You're well, just, just full of great of them, questions. You know, these aren't even the ones I have written down. So. Wow! 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 <laughs> um, yeah, uh, real estate. How did I find it? Well, <laughs> my mom has been a real estate agent in El Paso for about five to seven years. I can't remember the number on that, mm-hmm. but she does really well at it. Uh, she has a full time job and does real estate part-time and the market right now in Fort Worth is it's it's incredible it's yeah um and so I was you know stuck in a job that you know was incredibly fun at the beginning but I needed something else and especially being married and wanting to you know because because we have other goals besides yeah, theater. Personal. Yeah, yeah, and and I like it that way. You know, theater is not my life, but mm-hmm. it is a passion of mine, and I do pursue it professionally. Um, but also, you know, Nate builds houses and and builds things, and you know, if I sell the houses, like you know, it's just a cool way to connect with him on that level. Yeah, and just provide some extra income for us, and so that I can take off and do theater, and you know, which is I eventually want to do tours and international things mm-hmm. and um it's it's a great way to make some extra cash on the side and i love meeting new people and i love exploring houses like some mm-hmm. houses are really cool some are really creepy and some <laughs> you know just don't go in them um mm-hmm. but at least in my I, I started really doing real estate in april so it hasn't been that long mm-hmm. Um, and I had just gotten done with the show. So I was like, okay, I'm taking this time off and I'm pursuing it full time. Mm -hmm. It was really hard because I started going crazy because I wasn't in a show, you know, the whole thing. But I did it, put my nose to the ground. And now I have like four things under my belt that have closed and, you know, people. And, And I find that it's, you step into people's lives. Like it's not just selling a house. It's, it's actually a really great character study because mm-hmm. you get to hold their hands through a process of, you know, letting go of something. In one of my cases, you know, 
they were selling the house that their late mother had, you know, mm-hmm. fixed up and loved on for years, and they were having a really hard time with it. So I got to hold their hands through that and ensure them that that was okay and see how they dealt with it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, in other things, it's a new family that's, you know, going to have a, a house on some land and, and you know, it, people in different stages of life and seeing how they deal with pressure, it really helps with acting. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll tell you what. And it acting has helped me talk to people um, in a way that I think a lot of people miss. It's like look into their eyes and tell them that they're okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like being a new real estate agent, I'm like, oh my gosh, all this legal stuff. But I feel confident that, you know, I have a great brokerage firm and, and you know, all that stuff. So I've got great people behind me. But what I most enjoy about it is the relational aspect of it. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> why Into the Woods and what is it about? What? Okay, which one do you want me to answer first? Tell me about End of the Woods and then why you picked it when I said inspirational. Yes. Yeah. I had a really hard time with that question. Mm-hmm. I'm really angry with you about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I was I hope like it's illuminating slaving. At the end of the day. <laughs> it is. It's going to be. It's the ghost light after all. Oh, yeah, of course. The ghost light. <laughs> um, okay. Well, Into the Woods. You take, you know, the first half of it is the story of Cinderella and the baker and the baker's wife and the witch. And you got, you know... Um, I was just going to say Patrick and the Beanstalk. (laughs) Yeah, that's a different story. (laughs) Wow, no. Um, But all of the classic fairy tales, and they go the way that you expect them, and and then you get to act two, and everything falls apart, and nothing nothing is like what those characters thought it would be. And I actually have a friend who, you know, she saw the movie and I was really excited for her to see it. And I talked to her afterwards and she was like, I was like, what do you, th- what did you think? Don't you love it? Isn't it incredible? And she was like, no, that was awful. <laughs> Depressing. That was so awful. Like, why didn't it just stop after the first half? Mm-hmm. And I was like, well, that's life. <laughs> and, <then laughs> and I was like so ready with that answer yeah. because first of all, the music is incredible and just the agility you need as a singer. Like my spine melts every time, you know, um, what is his name? I keep thinking Patrick. Uh, Jack. (laughs) (laughs) Jack. (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's an interval in his main song where he's up Mm -hmm. in the tree and it just like melts my spine because Sondheim is incredible and Mm -hmm. just the agility you need as a singer to sing it, but also the acting in it is so necessary just understanding who all these people are and when they don't get what they actually want Mm -hmm. um how they all break down kind of and that's just kind of how life is and i don't know it's really cool i just (laughs) i just respect it so much for being an incredible like play and the music being just there to Mm -hmm help it and it's also a cool thing to see how all the all of their lives are entwined and how you know we need to depend on each other to get things done yeah which is really cool when you try to do things by yourself it doesn't always work out it can yeah but it doesn't so, always work so you out. would say the general message is life isn't a fairy tale 
Life isn't a fairy tale. <laughs> no. Not for everyone. Not for everyone. Yeah. No. And I mean, you know, I think all people have gone after something that they want and then realized that it's not what they need. And mm -hmm. so eventually have to make a choice between what they want and what they need. And it's painful, but mm -hmm. you got to make it. Yeah. And, you know, we'll see which way you go. <laughs> which path you take in the woods <laughs> of life. Is that from a song? No, a I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't think so. No, just <laughs> making funny voices. That's totally fine. <laughs> so it seems like everyone that I've asked to be on the show and then asked them to think of a show, Sondheim has been at least somewhere in the conversation. Well, Almost he's a everyone. genius. Yeah. yeah. So is that why? Is that why everyone wants to talk about Sondheim? Is it genius or? <laughs> We're just I, I exposed love, to his work. I love often. I love assassins, honestly. Yeah. Like that's another one of my favorites. You were in the show. I was not in the show. You were not in the show. I was on props. <clears throat> you weren't on that show? At TCU. I was not. I'm putting you in the show. Well, in my mind thank for you. Some reason. Thanks for casting me. Yeah. You can you why. can always be at the casting table when I audition <laughs> for that. No, I wasn't. I was but I would watch it every single night. Mm -hmm. I would actually catch the burger that oh, was thrown okay. off stage. Yeah, that was my job. Yeah. Um but I would listen to it every single night. I think something about his music just kind of tunes your ear into a different level of mm -hmm. of song. You're just like, what? That <laughs> note can, is coming next. <laughs> yeah. How did you know that note was going to happen? Yeah, yeah. Just I feel like he's at his piano and then he's like, I'm going to do this chord. He's like, no, wait. I'm going <laughs> to do this one. The one nobody would expect. <laughs> yeah. Which is cool. Like, be unique and crazy yeah but yeah that's the musical that i would say is inspiring yeah that was a really hard question well i only ask the hard questions well and speaking of that's a great skill my last question has always been the mm -hmm. last six episodes mm -hmm. what is your dream role and why yeah that's also a very hard question yeah. <laughs> um i don't have one mm -hmm. why don't you have one Honestly, I'm most inspired by like new things, like mm -hmm. n brand new things. Um, so I, I would, you know, I have roles that I would like to play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like doing West Side Story with um, Casa Manana was a dream show of mine to do. Um, mm -hmm. And I was so grateful to get to do it. Um, but ultimately, I'd like to find something quirky, you know, that just is off the rails weird and, and just kind of changes things. And I don't, I don't know. I think it'll find me one day mm -hmm. or so I'll find it. Are you thinking about a show that somebody writes specifically with you in mind? Or are you just saying mm -hmm. any new work in general? Um, I don't know. Yeah. It could be anything. <laughs> it could be anything. All right. I could, I could be approached off the street. They're like, I had a dream about you. You were in my play. Get <laughs> if, in it. If and that happens, like, okay. you need to run away. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'd be like, what? If somebody had a dream about you and comes up to you on the street? That'd be neat. Oh, man. You, don't, you, wouldn't, you wouldn't join their play? Ooh, I don't know. I mean, they could be a serial killer. You know what? You are absolutely right. <laughs> Especially in New York, right? Very true. Right. But nine I mean, million people or whatever. Obviously you see Manhattan. if they have a Wikipedia page about, you know, their yeah. acts and life <laughs> and see if they're credible. Mm -hmm. If not, you know, then run, yeah. run, run, run. Run, run, run. But I mean, hey, 
you never know. Yeah. You just don't know. <laughs> and that's the cool part of acting in the theater. And, mm. you know, I saw Waitress last night, and I'm just thinking about that whole thing of, like, mm-hmm. you know, that's such a great show. And, and this girl, you know, Betsy Wolf has gotten to step into this iconic role. Mm-hmm. But really, you know, the one who got to experience creating it was Jesse Mueller. You know, she was mm-hmm. on the, the bottom floor and seeing something rise, like, to great heights. Just like a cake. Just like a <laughs> 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 Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, is such a cool part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I could fill a whole episode with talk about Waitress, but we won't get into that. Oh, my gosh. Uh, you, so you have put songs online before. Uh-huh. Are you still writing music, and where can people find it if they want to find I it? I am trying to write music. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't put anything original online because, mm-hmm. you know. That's um, fine. Gotta start somewhere. Yeah, I I actually really hope to do that soon, and I do have a SoundCloud account. Um, All right, well, you better find somewhere else. <laughs> Why? <laughs> SoundCloud is going down. It's burning down. How do you know that? Um, it's just pretty wide knowledge. They're running out of money. It's wide knowledge. Well, I guess didn't po- reach me in podcasting sphere. A lot of people oh. host on SoundCloud, and it's kind of going away. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I don't know. There'll be other services. Yeah. But what's your SoundCloud? Oh, huh. uh, <laughs> I All right. think it's Amber dot flowers twenty two or Amber dot flores twenty two. Okay, one of those. Well, if you want to find Amber online, maybe you can just search <laughs> her name, and maybe that'll come up for a SoundCloud. Right, I'm working on a lot of stuff. I've got a project in the works currently, and hoping to get into like studio recording with people, and Great. and that would be really nice, just to kind of sing and not have to worry about how I look mm-hmm. and yeah great <laughs> that would be great <laughs> <laughs> well thanks again for coming on the show I hope yeah. that people learn something about you and something about life in general oh, that life. is after all the goal of the show it is so true so I hope yes. you have a safe trip back home thank you thank you once again for coming thank you for having me of Yay. course enjoy your time in New York I will safe travels bye bye <laughs> Thank you again for listening, friends. It means so much to me. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Amber's a very engaging, bright personality, so I'm sure it was fun to listen to, or at least I hope it was. Looking forward to next week, I'm speaking with Mark Charney, who is the current head of the theater and dance department at Texas Tech University. Mark has had a very long, prosperous career in the theater. Uh, He's a playwright, he's a dramaturg, he's a critic. Now he's the head of a theater department, so he knows a lot and has a lot of interesting things to say, and I'm very excited to share that episode with you. Like I said earlier, please tell one friend about the show this week. Tell them how to subscribe, tell them what podcasts are if they don't know, and that would really, really help me out. You may have noticed that there is a new song this week. That song is Former Performance Artist by the band Fishboy. I think the song, the theme fits in perfectly with the show, so that's why I wanted to incorporate it in here. And I also changed the show's logo just to make things a little bit more inviting. I think that before it was maybe a little too dark, maybe turning people off. So I hope that uh, you see that. If you don't, try resubscribing on whatever podcasting app you use. Once again, thanks for listening to this episode of The Ghost Light, and I will see you next week.